Hello and welcome to the Life Central Youth Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, today we are talking about big Bible questions. And so we have put out a poll on our Instagram. So we've got some of your questions featured in this podcast. Um, and we're super excited to be answering them. Uh, my name is Harvey and I am joined by a bunch of Bible experts today. Um, well, we're what? going with that anyway. They might not call <laughs> themselves it, but there we go. Um, so I'm going to ask each of you to tell me one interesting fact or weird fact about yourself. Um, so we'll start with Hannah, then Beth, and then Sarah. Okay. Uh, my name's Hannah, and I didn't learn to ride a bike until I was 12, just to let you know. So, yeah, literally they did, like, cycling proficiency days at school in, like, year six, and I had to go in with stabilizers on. It was awkward. Wow. But at least they never do. I like that. Uh, and I am Beth, and I've just accidentally set my Alexa off. So I'm just going to unplug that for the duration of this podcast so you guys don't have to listen to that. Um, but my fact so uh, this projects an image of how cool I was in middle school. I was a mathlete. It was somewhat involuntary, wow. though. I, we didn't get a choice in it. We kind of did like this maths Olympics thing and I kind of had no choice, but there was a period in my life that I was a mathlete. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. I feel, feel honoured to be in your presence. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Sarah. Um, once when I was about 14, I tripped over a wall. Mm, that's always good. Wow. <laughs> that's never fun. Um... <laughs> So we, we were chatting at the start and we've worked out that between the four of us, there is three degrees. I, I don't have a full degree. Hannah has half a degree as well. So together we've kind of got a degree. Beth's got a degree <laughs> and so has Sarah. Um, so hopefully we can answer a couple of your questions. Um, so we're going to start off just by getting to know some of the guys on this call. What is your favorite Bible story? Uh, let's go with Sarah first. So I've spent a while trying to think about this because like Bible stories, when I think of Bible stories, usually I think of um, immediately like the ones that you get taught in um, like uh, the kids classes, the Sunday school. So like Jonah and the Whale and all those kinds of things. But I couldn't think of one off the top of my head that I would count as my favourite, but I was looking at um, verses more so. So one of my favorite verses from the Bible is in Ephesians 2. Is Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. And it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And I just think it's an amazing verse because it just shows how um, salvation is fully God. And it's nothing that we've done. It's all that he's done for us. And I think that's, I just find that really encouraging because it means also that like I can't work for my salvation like I don't need to work for Jesus's love he loves me full stop and I just think that's amazing so not quite a story but it's my favorite bible verse <laughs> I feel like Sarah's just said something really beautiful and now I'm about to come and just like ruin the mood a little bit um <laughs> my favorite bible story I'm cheating here a little bit it's kind of a whole book now when I was younger I used to love like fantasy stories and action stories the book of Judges, my friends, has some crazy stories in it. If you're listening and you've never read it, 
please read it. Like, there are stories of a guy who shoves his sword into someone who's so fat that you can't see the sword anymore. And there's like a guy who brings down a whole building and a temple with his bare hands and rips apart a lion. Like those stories are crazy. And I love it because it feels like you're just reading some like crazy adventure story, but it's in the Bible, in the Old Testament. So I just love judges. Uh, might just be me, but I really enjoy those stories. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I really like this. I don't know if it's my favourite, but it's definitely one that I, that I like quite a lot and has stuck in my mind from when I was younger. Is uh, the story of the Good Samaritan? Um, I just really like um that story because if if you don't know, basically there's a guy who's walking down um, a street, um, and someone attacks him and like robs him and just leaves him like for dead. Um, and it, the story says that like multiple people like walk past him. So some of the, one of the per, first person that sees him on the road is someone who like should have been his friend and was like from the same like social group and stuff like that as him and actually just kind of ignored him and walked straight past him. And then a couple of other people did that. And then um, someone who I think was a Pharisee who um, they shouldn't have got along. They were kind of like really um, opposite in those days, like kind of, where you were from and what kind of person you were was like really important like they wouldn't mix and uh this guy comes and helps him when everything actually said that he shouldn't have um and for me that's just really nice because it tell it, it's it's a story that's really easily like applicable to us today like because we're all like really different and it's important for us to still like care for each other even when we're different so yeah, I, I really like that story. It's a, it's a good one. And, and again, if you haven't read that, go and read it. I can't remember where it is. It's one of the, it's like, it's a story Jesus tells. So it'll be somewhere in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Somewhere in the Bible, right? <laughs> it's somewhere in the Bible. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> That's good. in the Bible. I think... Type into the internet, you'll find it. We love yes. Google. <laughs> Come on, Google. Cool. Um, so the next question I want to ask you guys which we had to come up on our instagram story um, so this is from one of our young people who might be listening where do i start reading the bible okay so we've talked about some of our favorite stories and things that we've enjoyed reading in the bible but where's a good place to start like if we've never read the bible before don't have a clue what it's about um what's a good place to start with uh what do you reckon beth Ooh, it's like starting from scratch, starting reading the Bible. Um, I think good places to start with the Bible, if it's your first time or even if you're just wondering what to dip into, I think you can't really go wrong with any of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, just because they tell you about Jesus, everything, kind of the whole Bible story is like summed up in these books. Um, probably what I'd say is Mark is a really concise, short, sweet and simple one. Um, so if you like poetry, maybe go for John, but he's a little bit confusing. So I'd say that Mark's a really good place to start um, if you're not sure what to read and kind of just chewing over all those good things. Um, but also Bible plans. If you're not sure, get the version app. We talk about it all the time. Go on there. Have a look at the plan. See if there's like a topic or something you're interested in and get yourself stuck into a plan. So Yeah, definitely. And I think Mark is like... For me, I'm not much of a reader, and because it's super short, like it's super easy summary of like the life yeah. of Jesus would not happen <laughs> to read loads, um, and all of yeah. that. Hannah, what's what's your experience of starting to read the Bible? Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think what's good about those, well, is it's like four accounts of the same story, so you're not 
but they are all also like really different so it's pretty cool to like mm-hmm. read one and then maybe read one of the others and see like what's different and also you're not getting like a whole new overload of information like you kind of just like where else do you kind of just get to read the same story but in like different ways and there's mm-hmm. different parts and, like it's pretty cool actually if you read one and then read another one but the other thing that I was going to say is like it really depends on what kind of person you are so thinking about maybe not not starting from scratch or you are starting from scratch or um or you just haven't read the bible in a while because we can get into that thing of where even if we've been christian a christian for years we're still a bit confused on like what to read next or how to like approach this huge massive book so i think think about what kind of person you are if you're someone who likes a straightforward story then go to the gospels or something like that if you're someone that likes poetry go to psalms because that's a load of poems and songs and if you like uh, more historical stuff and kind of like stories that maybe have like a bit of blood and gore in and like beth said like read judges or like kings um something like that so it really depends on what kind of person you are um and i think if you're a member of life central youth and you come to cruise like speak to your crew leader about like what kind of which book they'd recommend for what kind of like personality type you are because i think it's important for us to read read well all of the bible but in terms of where to start start with something that's comfortable for your kind of reading style um yeah that's what i'd say definitely that's so good um i love the the whole like getting different perspective like you talked about the four Gospels, now you can read them all and they're slightly different. I think a lot of people see that as they contradict each other, uh, but actually you read through them, they don't contradict each other at all, but they're just different perspectives. Like if 10 people watched the car crash, they'd all have a different interpretation of, of how it happened. Um, I'm not saying the Gospels are a car crash, right? They are an awesome <laughs> thing to read through. Um, but there's just different perspectives and different views of that. Um, which is awesome. Okay, we'll move on to the next question. I'm going to come to Sarah first on this one. Uh, it's quite a deep one. Um, how is the Old Testament relevant to my life today? Um, so the, the Old Testament is like the first three quarters of the Bible, which is made up of um, kind of old scriptures before the life of Jesus. Um, how is that relevant to our lives today? What do you think, Sarah? I think... Ultimately, the entire Bible is one unified book. And so the Old Testament in itself is pointing to Jesus. So it's pointing to the New Testament. And in that way, it's relevant to us because it's talking about Jesus. And there's a lot of like prophecies and and stuff that point towards Jesus. And obviously, Jesus is relevant to us because he died for our sins. And having that knowledge of God and his love for you really impacts your day-to-day life so I mean that's quite a simple answer (laughs) explanation but I think ultimately yeah the Old Testament points to Jesus and therefore yeah points to the New Testament and like it's relevant to us because it's about Jesus it's about the God we love and serve yeah (laughs) definitely I think like as well the Old Testament like we've we've just mentioned like before when Hannah was talking about different personality types read different parts of the Bible like the Old Testament has so many different types of books. So the way in which they're relevant to us is completely different. So some of them are the stories and the laws and all this stuff that like ties in with what Sarah was saying that points to Jesus. And then there's other bits. Like if you head to the book of Proverbs, like loads of little nuggets of wisdom that are still super relevant. You can read like one or two of those verses and you can instantly see that they are 
super relevant today when they're talking about things like jealousy or pride or selfishness or friendship and they're things that we still deal with today um and also if you look at books so one of my personal favorites is ecclesiastes which admittedly if the guy who wrote it was around today he'd probably be like an emo because it starts off by saying everything is meaningless and you're like great start to this book but it talks about how like about like chasing money and chasing fun and how it doesn't fulfill us and I just think stuff like that is just so relevant even now like 2,000 years later um so I think some bits are easier to see the relevance in than others but I would say the Old Testament has got some absolute gems in it so don't discredit it because it's got loads of stuff that you'll get loads out of for your life so yeah I think like when we look at the Old Testament we can think like gosh there's some parts of it that are just so weird like how can that ever relate to my life so so in in my um crew hangout the other night we were talking about um the story where um there's two women who've each had a baby um and one of the babies dies in the night um and uh the, both women are basically fighting over the the baby that's still alive um and are going no it's my baby no it's my baby and it ends up like going to the king going to king solomon um and he uh, they're like what do we do king like can you tell us whose baby this is um because they both believe it's their baby and the king goes fetch me my sword you're like what and he goes let's cut the baby in half and give half to each woman and then obviously the one woman goes yeah yeah great i want like do it and then the other woman goes no no no, you can't like you can't do that give the other woman the baby um and the king goes right give the baby to the woman who um who didn't who wanted to give it to the other lady because he could see like her love for the baby meant even if the other woman had to have it she wanted it to live so she was obviously the the mother do you know what i mean and you can look at that and be like what on earth is that all about um i don't think that's something directly that we should apply to our lives today but the thing that it does tell us is it tells us about king solomon and his wisdom and it talks to us about finding creative ways to solve um to solve problems and to have wisdom um, and that's something that can apply today. So I think it's all about like, it's all about context and how it can apply today. Um, and actually a lot of Old Testament things can still have an underlying message that really still applies to us today. Um, the other thing that I'd say is I'd recommend um, watching um, the, is it the Bible? Oh, I get confused whether it's Society or Project. Which one is it? Bible Project? two videos yeah like overviews and they do one that's like an overview of well they do overviews of everything but they've got a really handy one which is like an overview of the whole bible which speaks about how the old testament kind of like leads into the new um you can find all those on youtube or on their website so i'd I'd signpost you towards that if you're super confused about how kind of the old testament leads into the the whole story hope that made sense so yeah that's what i would i would look at yeah, that's so good. I think we can always learn from people as well. I think there's so many stories of different people in the Bible and often we look past it because of the confusing context and all of that. But actually, there's real people in the Bible and all, some of like the Old Testament prophets are my favorite characters in the Bible. So like looking at people like Joshua who they're like wandering around a a bunch of walls just because god tells them to do it and like for me that's huge because why the heck would you wander around a city wall for seven days for no reason like just because you heard a voice say like that doesn't make sense to me but then what kind of faith does it have to take to do that 
Um, and I think you can learn from just the actions as well of, of different people within the Old Testament, even if you don't understand the context fully. Um, I think we can always learn from people. And God is still the same in the Old Testament. God hasn't changed. He's always been the same as well. Um, the next question I've got down is a super interesting question. And we came up when, mm. when we were actually chatting in our, our youth team um, after cruise one night. Um, as a bit of a laugh and working out what people thought um, does the bible say women shouldn't preach um, so this is interesting because I'm on this call with three women um, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to hear what they Careful what you what all you think say, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> wonder what everyone thinks we're gonna say as women <laughs> uh, yeah. well I've always thought women shouldn't shouldn't preach so um I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Hannah, what's what's your opinion on that? Um, I think uh, we. I think the place this question comes from is uh, from one Timothy two twelve. So it says, "I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man. She must be silent." Um, I mean, I'm not silent, so let's just yeah put that out there. Um, yeah, I think it, this is such a hard like well not a difficult question but I think people can get really like hung up on this um I'm gonna leave kind of other people to discuss the the kind of context behind it because I know some people have got some really good stuff about the context behind it but I think for me personally um I my my belief obviously is that women should be able to to teach and preach and all that kind of stuff and um I think the thing that I do know is that uh, God's given gifts to each and every person, regardless of gender or sex, like regardless of that. And I think I want to be able to, to you know, be in heaven once my life's done and be able to say, God, I use the gifts that you gave me. Um, so I think, you know, for me personally, and, and I like to, I like to preach. I like to, I like to teach. I like to share information and knowledge that I've got. Um, so yeah, I think there's a load of stuff about the context of, um, of, the place that they were living in so I think Beth knows a fair bit about that so I'll mm. hand over there. Yeah there's kind of like three things I kind of want to drop for you guys who are listening actually um, and I can't take any claim that these are things that I have discovered by myself because these are things that people who have studied a lot harder and longer than I have um, said and that I have just read and I have learned and I've pick up, picked up on um, and I think that this like you just said Hannah is one that's often quoted but there's like a little bit before it um, it says a woman should learn in quietness and full submission and then I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man she must be quiet but in the in those times using the context big word if you're around a cruise a couple of weeks ago you'd have heard that um is that women didn't really get an education it was the guys who got an education and even like in the temple where the Jews would go to worship there was a separate court for the women to where the men would be so actually when it says a woman should learn in that context he's saying like women should learn like that's an opportunity that's a like a forward-thinking cultural thing back then going yeah women should learn um but for us like nowadays like it's just a given that women learn that women are educated equally as men but back then it wasn't so actually it starts off with this amazing thing of like women should learn like that is mind-blowing back then to give that opportunity um and so i was reading around it and actually if you read around that that women historically haven't had loads of education and then it says i do not permit a woman to teach actually it's probably because at that point they're not as educated to teach as a man at that point in time 
and it's more about being qualified than your gender <laughs> um, and lo there's loads of different people called theologians who study this and and kind of look into this passage but actually to see it as an opportunity puts a different spin on it but just in case people are like not convinced and, and not quite sure of that stuff there's another verse in the bible which talks about women preaching and teaching um so it is in a little passage to do with head covering which is another topic but we're not going to open that up with you guys today because we don't have time but basically, um, in 1 Corinthians 11, 5, it says any woman who prays or proclaims God's message in public worship with nothing on her head, blah, blah, blah. We don't need the head covering bit. But here he's assumed any woman who prays or proclaims God's message in public worship. He wouldn't have to say that if women weren't praying and proclaiming God's message in worship. So it's clear that they did. And that's OK, because he's not saying don't do it. He's just saying and women, when women do this, they should do this. And so actually, like even in the Bible, we see examples of women teaching. Um, and so I think to say that women shouldn't preach, uh, I think, yeah, I think like Hannah said, God calls us to different things. I, th I think if God's called a woman to do it, then it is biblical for them to do so. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree, really. I think also... Um, that as Christians, we're all called to evangelize and share our faith with others, regardless of our gender. So we can teach other people about Jesus as a woman. So I think that includes preaching and stuff like that too. Yeah, that's so good as well. Like I, I think uh, we were chatting about some of this the other day and one of I think one of the biggest evangelists in the Bible was a woman. So there's a story of the woman in the well. Woman in the well? She wasn't in the well. In she the was well. at the well. Um, <laughs> she was just, just at the well. Like, well. Let me tell you Jesus. Sorry. So there's a woman. She's chilling in the well. Um, and she climbs out. No, she, she walks over to the well and she's chilling with Jesus. Um, and Jesus basically tells her everything about her life. And she's like, wow, this guy knows everything about me. I think it's in like John 4 um, or somewhere around there. You'll have to check that out. Um, but then she goes off and tells everybody in her town about Jesus. And I think like she's a woman and she is one of the biggest um, sharers of who Jesus is that, that we see in the Bible. She just goes around and just tells everyone that she sees um, about who this guy Jesus is and I think there isn't any restrictions on whether we can tell people about Jesus or not and I think that's made clear through the Bible Jesus has women who follow him and women who um, are alongside him during during this time um, on earth as well which is super cool um, another question that came in on our on our Instagram story um it's an interesting one. It's from Matthew 21, verse 19. So I'll just read that out quickly. Uh, it says, uh, if I can just find it, seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, Jesus went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. What does that mean uh, is what the question is. Uh, Hannah I'm coming to you first what do you think? Um, I think admittedly I hadn't hugely looked into this verse very much before kind of today but um, kind of things that I've seen 
online and also looking at and reading around the verse um tell us like it's a lot more than it kind of like looks on the tin um so so actually what's what's happening is jesus is walking up to this tree and there's loads of leaves on it and a lot of the other fig trees are like out of season and don't have any leaves so he's like great this fig tree that's like flowered flowered i don't know bore fruit early like how amazing is that and jesus walks up to it and actually there's no fruit on it um and then he curses it and you're like wow that's a bit extreme um but again something you know when i spoke about there's these strange stories and we can actually get something from it i think the thing that people have looked at and said oh we can read from this is um actually it's really important to make sure that we're not just putting on a show so basic but but not bearing any fruit so basically it's like the fig tree was there with all the leaves like oh look at me i'm a fig tree um <laughs> that's my impression of it and then when jesus actually got there there was no fruit on it so it's almost like it had the appearance of being a healthy tree a tree that that had abundance and our lives can look really healthy and like you know we can appear like we're following god and like everything's great in our lives when actually under the surface it's not and actually we're not really like bearing any fruit and what i mean by that is like we're not really like producing anything in our lives that is like god-like um so actually that's the kind of message we can get from it and also there's a if we look at like what happened previously um does anyone want to chat about that or am i like treading on anyone's toes um so like previously jesus had got really angry and like turned over all the tables in the in the temple because they were like all trying to sorry beth just did an impression it was hilarious i wish you could see it um but jesus basically went to the temple and flipped over loads of tables in like righteous anger because jesus can get angry sometimes but kind of like on behalf of other people and stuff um so he'd just gone and like flipped over a load of tables because they were all trying to make the temple like a commercial place where they were like selling stuff and he was really angry that um that they were like appearing to be great whereas actually under the surface they weren't and it's almost sometimes in the bible especially in the like jesus era of the bible there'll be like one story then immediately after it something that's very like symbolic and almost sends the same message so it'll almost almost be one thing then another thing that tells us he's almost trying to drill the same point into us so it's like jesus turn over the tables was really unhappy that people under the surface were um were like not being good and then another story oh the fig tree jesus is really upset that under the surface all isn't what it seems so he's repeating the same message over with the with the story so yeah hope that makes sense i just rambled a bit there um but yeah uh, that's awesome it's kind of like like a visual representation of what's just happened right and how we kind of shouldn't just present this view that we've got everything all together like we're saying all like i used to be really intimidated by people who prayed really long prayers and um like you like, all these fancy words yeah. yeah like and the truth is like you can say as much as you want but if your relationship with jesus isn't there then it's not doing anything um and i think that's what that whole verse is about like you can have the least but if you haven't got the fruit then what are you doing um super cool cool we are at the end of our podcast uh for today which has been super awesome it's been great to hang out with uh you guys on the podcast and for all of you guys listening just to let you know we don't have all the answers um yes we've attempted to answer some of those questions for you guys 
Um, but it might have left you with more questions, but feel free to come and chat to us at youth or to drop us a message on Instagram if you've got any more questions about anything to do with the Bible, anything that you don't understand about the Bible. Um, and one of our leaders would love to chat to you. Um, but yeah, we have loved chatting with you today. And thank you for tuning in, for listening uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, and we hope to see you on our next podcast. Take care.